The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon, everyone. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel. Uh, You can stream it on SEMSynergy.com or you can pick it up on iTunes. Now, today's show, we're going to actually spend a little time diving into the pay-per-click news, a little bit of update. Uh, We've got a good interview scheduled. Uh, Our analyst, Jim Stratton, will be here after the break, and he's going to be giving some recommendations on the best practices, broad match, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, He's also going to talk about revenue per click. I think that's a a, a very interesting metric. I don't think a lot of people are paying a lot of attention to it, but I think it's worth at least pursuing. Um, First, I thought we'd start out, what is new in the area of pay-per-click? Well, we all know Google's been kind of crazy with the updates lately. And the uh, AdWords area of their – the AdWords stuff is no exception. So lots of announcements in the last couple months. Um, Product listing ads. I really haven't seen any yet. I saw some – when I was at SES Chicago, I, you know, people had screenshots and they were talking about, you know, oh, look at this product listing ad and this, that, and the other thing. Actually, that was in the SEO versus PPC panel that they were talking about. You know, the PPC side was like, well, look at how much screen real estate you get. And, you know, you've got these product listings and you've got these pictures of what you're selling in addition to your thing. And now you've got this giant above the fold presence. Oh, yeah, but PPC doesn't get Twitter posts. Oh, Lord in heaven. <laughs> That's a different show, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to throw that in. <laughs> um, we probably should talk about that, but. I'm going to finish my sentence first. Um, And then, of course, the SEO side was pointing out that, yes, one person gets all of that space above the fold, you know, which is six of one, half of the other. But they are really interesting because they're, you know, it's a PPC ad, but they're, I guess, organically, dynamically pulling what they think are the best product matches. You can't suggest the product. You can't say, I want these products to show up for this query. It's whatever Google thinks is best, which frankly makes me nervous because I don't trust them to be that good. Well, a big part of this has got to be based on the behavioral things that they're doing for search in general. Uh, If they determine that based on your behavior, you have a tendency to like this kind of car or that kind of car because you're sports-minded versus not sports-minded perhaps, you know, no recommended Jeep, 
or a SUV or something versus a sports car based upon your behavior. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And I think I've seen some statistics. Clarity actually at one point published stats that indicated that the click-through rate goes up as much as 4 to 1, which is moderately significant over a normal pay-per-click ad. So I guess the issue is does it really make sense to have them tailor the ads for the query or not? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the product listing ads are cost per action. So you don't pay unless they buy something, which is, I think, a pretty big bet to be writing on, on this experiment that they're doing is, you know, they're giving away all this screen real estate and they don't make any money unless somebody buys something off of it. So I can't, I don't know. I don't know that they'll roll it out like for true, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I mean, that just seems like a pretty big gamble. Well, if it's, if it is targeted and you search for something that's likely to imply that your intent is shopping and buying, then maybe they put it in then. But uh, I think just throwing them up there, you're right. I think it, I think it impacts the whole page. Yeah. And, of course, with one hand they giveth and the other hand they taketh away. So now there are no more local listing ads. <laughs> because local is just such a silly place to be advertising. Yeah, I mean, there aren't any local businesses, right? Well, I don't. I don't remember the last time I saw a local business. Oh wait, I got outside once this week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> I mean, if I was on the internet and not going anywhere, I would say there's no local businesses. But you know, yeah, yeah. And their their reasoning was kind of vague. Um, this was a fun experiment. Thanks for all your. Uh, Thanks for all your data. And the end. That was it. No explanation. Well. I mean, come on. It was just before SES, and they were busy announcing all the other things that nobody wanted to see happen. Oh, gosh. Oh, are, now we are we going to talk about the... <laughs> no, we're not. Research. We're sticking to pay-per-click. <laughs> I mean, this is... This is That's the second time you've tried to derail us over there. I did not derail anything. I'm just commenting they had other announcements. Uh-huh. A lot of analytics stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and then also the AdWords um, campaign management area has a lot of a- analytics that are now located in kind of different places before you used to have to go to the report center now you can get it straight from the management console that's probably a handy thing instead of jumping around back and forth one of the things i think that everybody that's listening would probably be impacted by is their changing in the certification area right oh that's a big change um now you have to pass the test with an 85 percent on a wider range of knowledge. On a wider know. range of knowledge, absolutely. And they claim that they've actually changed the test to be more rigorous, I think is the word they used. Uh-huh. I mean, that... Yeah, rigorous and strategy-oriented. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's kind of scary. <laughs> it is a scary. But you know what? Okay, so they made it harder. They made you have to know more. But... Let's say you're a customer looking to hire someone who is a Google advertising professional certified, right? And you go to them and you know that previously to pass the test, they had to be a C student. Now they have to be a B student. Um, as, a con- as a client, as someone looking to hire, I like that change. I want them to know more. I want them to have to do better. So I think it's good for, you know... I, I think it's good for the professionals overall 
because they can say, look, I had to be at this level, not just this level. But it also means that everybody that has a certification that's going to be coming up for renewal had better start studying now because it, it isn't means, going to be quite as easy. Yeah. It also means money. If the clients know to ask when they got their certification, oh, did you pass the new harder test? No? Hmm. Maybe I don't want to hire you. Yay. Everybody go get recertified. Give Google mm-hmm. some money. Well, I, I would expect that what they're going to do is expire them and make them go anyhow. Anyway, it's time for a quick break, but when we come back, Jim Stratton will be joining us. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Revenues can come from many different sources. Are you capturing additional revenue from your payment processor or leaving money on the table? Lytle & Company can help you grow your top-line revenue. Lytle & Company provides payment processing and consultative merchant services for multi-channel retailers, along with internet and direct response businesses who sell directly to consumers. Lower the total cost of payment acceptance while improving your business processes and chargeback management with Lytle & Company's innovative reporting and analytics features. Lytle & Company, the card's not present, but we are. Find out more at Lytle, L-I-T-L-E dot com. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and PixelSilk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia Nessie, and I'm joined by Jim Stratton, our PPC analyst here at Bruce Clay, Inc. And before the break, Bruce was sharing his thoughts on some of the latest news and updates around pay-per-click advertising. And now we're back with our one of our PPC professionals to talk in-depth about pay-per-click marketing, and specifically right now, how to use broad match wisely. It's something that in, um, in my understanding of pay-per-click, I kind of get 
mixed signals as far as like right. how to use broad match if you should be using it. Um, because if you don't use it right, it seems like you could end up paying a lot for not really quality clicks. So, but you were saying, well, it just takes some know-how. And I thought that you could share that with people. Sure, absolutely. I, I mean, where it all starts, I mean, in a perfect world um, for any company uh, that's, you know, that's running a PPC account, uh, if you knew all of the potential queries that could convert for your company. Um, there'd be no need for broad match. Uh, you know, you could set up phrase match and exact match, probably probably just exact match, really, um, and get all of the traffic that you knew was profitable and uh, wouldn't need to have to worry about broad match and, and the potential uh, problems that could come along with it. Uh, but that's, that's really just not the case. Um, you know, with broad match, you bring in all of the misspellings, all of the mistypings, uh, all the synonyms and the long-tail versions of keywords that you just don't know about. I mean, the, the majority, individually, each, uh, you know, each one of these uh, long-tail versions or synonyms or misspellings or whatever, individually, they don't happen very often. Um, but collectively, they make up for a very large part of, of all the traffic you can get on PPC. Um, you know, the way I really think of, the way I think of broad match is more of a, it's more of a discovery match type to me. Um, you know, I will run, I, you know, for, for almost every account, I'm running uh, quite a bit of, of broad match keywords. And the idea behind it is to really find, uh, to identify new queries um, that are, are work well based on empirical data and based on what's converting uh, that I can then take uh, and set up in a uh, in either a phrase match or an exact match. Okay, um, so you do use the intelligence gleaned from broad match to, and then you add those keywords. Absolutely, absolutely. And and the other thing is, I mean, obviously the the bidding, uh, you know, is is different for you know for for broad versus phrase versus versus exact. Um, they're going to convert at different levels um, because you're not getting you know some of that irrelevant traffic along with it. Um, so you know that goes into I guess another conversation altogether um, as far as finding the appropriate bids for each for each match type. But certainly, I mean, it's definitely used as a discovery to learn from the from to learn from the information and to uh, and to apply it to make the most profit. Um, you know, there's definitely some things that, that some measures that need to be taken uh, to make sure that you don't, uh, you don't bring in the unwanted traffic. Um, I know that's a problem that a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of PPC marketers or, or, or sometimes just, um, you know, company owners that, that set up a PPC account, they just set up broad match because they don't know any other way. Um, and like you said in the beginning, they, you know, they end up paying a lot of money uh, with little results. And so really there's, there's two things that I make sure to do um, with all of our, you know, with all of our campaigns or ad groups that have broad match keywords, um, the the most important is is constantly uh, reevaluating uh, the query reports to find out uh, as many negative keywords as possible um, to add in. I mean, there's going to be, um, you know, as as much as you're getting relevant, uh, you know, misspellings, mistypes, synonyms, long tail, you're also going to get irrelevant traffic. So, you know, traffic that's just not going to work for you. Um, you know, Google definitely matches out to quite a bit these days. Um, and so it's important to, you know, cover your bases there. And so if you add a new broad match um, keyword to your campaign, it's, like, even more important to be keeping up on it constantly and, and 
looking out for negative keywords. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if you're not doing that, it certainly could come back to bite you. Uh, and so, you know, it's definitely a constant reevaluation of search query reporting, um, eliminating what you, you know, what's just not going to work for you, um, and eliminating wisely. And, and in doing that, um, you know, you'll continue to get um, the benefits uh, of broad match. Um, you'll, you'll continue to find new queries that you wouldn't have ever thought of before that will work for you, um, but you can slowly cut down, or, or depending on how much traffic you're getting, I mean, you can, you can start to cut down on, uh, on what you don't want. Um, and, and then the other, you know, the other uh, part of it is that we also, you know, to also cut down on that unwanted traffic um, with broad matches, um, we also make a point to uh, pre-qualify the ads and to make sure that, you know, that the ads we create um, are in line with the kind of traffic we want to receive. Um, so, you know, it's, it's tough to give a specific, exa- a specific example. Uh, you know, with each case, it's, it's a little bit different, but, um, you know, whatever we can do in that ad to make sure that, you know, if this is someone that we don't want, um, we're letting them know ahead of time, you know, this probably isn't the, uh, you know, probably isn't the right place, um, and, and we want to, you know, bring in just the, the only quality traffic we can. So, so we certainly take steps to do that as well. Um, and, and really, I mean, that, you know, that goes back to, you know, just part of the problem that, you know, that a PPC marketers might have or other company owners might have is that, um, you know, they don't take the time to, you know, to really um, go after some of those, uh, go after some of those steps to, to reduce any of that unwanted traffic. And in the end, you know, they get, uh, they get a lot of traffic that just, um, you know, is, is way too irrelevant, uh, no negative setup, and um, they also don't learn the, the benefit of it and taking, you know, taking the phrase match, taking the exact match out of it. And, you um, you know, that's really uh, that's really uh, what all uh, needs to happen to really get the most power out of broad match. Is a potential drawback to using broad match wrong, along with the fact that you're going to potentially be getting a lot of clicks that aren't qualified, um, your uh, detriment to your quality score? It, it, it can and it can. Um, you know, it's a it's a definitely a strongly debated topic. Um, Quality score, if we're talking about Google, quality score is, is based on a, a keyword or even a query uh, level. So, you know, by having a low click-through rate um, for broad match, um, because you're getting so much, you know, you're getting a lot of, of matches out to, um, you know, traffic that's just not, you know, whether it's not a good fit, um, you, you certainly have a lower click-through rate for broad match than you will for phrase and exact. There's no denying that. Um, is that maybe accounted for? And so, but but yeah, but but since but since the way Google system is set up, uh, you know, they they really do quality score based on a query level. So, you know, if you are getting um, basically if you're getting the right traffic, um, it's always going to be done on, on that keyword level. And so there won't be any quality score ramifications by having broad match. It won't affect other areas of your account. Um, necessarily, that, that's 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 one side of it. The other side that it's kind of it's always tough to tell because it's a constant chase of trying to learn from Google's algorithm. Is that there there is one uh, there is one small part of quality score um, that uh, Google has acknowledged before, um, where where it's definitely quality score is definitely looked at. Um, the individual quality scores are definitely looked at account wide. Um, so if you do have um, you know, so if you do have some areas of your account that are bringing in uh, either a low uh, a low quality score um, or a low click through rate overall, that certainly will play a small role. 
um, you know, if it brings down the overall click-through rate to a certain level um, of your entire account, it, it could start to have an impact on your account-wide quality score. Um, but so, so it certainly does play a role, but uh, not enough of one to, um, you know, to, to not be running them in the first place. It sounds like a very powerful tool, something that you need to know how to use, sure. which is true of most things. Sure, absolutely. So um, now I know you don't have to just flatly avoid broad match. Right, right, and you definitely shouldn't. Okay, cool. Um, it's time for a quick break, but after that, Jim will be back, and we're going to get some food for thought on the hidden metric of PPC, revenue per click. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, ParadaLogic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance-based. Listen to what I'm telling you, because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking where to the start you can do it a couple ways 866 xy7 page it's toll free tell me what you waiting on so log on to xy7.com are you happy with your landing page performance discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncredit.com brought to you by engine ready Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use EngineReady's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the Ecom Experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia Nussie, and I'm back with Jim Stratton, one of our PPC analysts here at Bruce Clay, Inc. And today we've been focused on actionable recommendations for PPC marketing. 
so our next topic is revenue per click, which is kind of a rarely talked about but crucial metric of PPC. In fact, of everything that people talk about in PPC, I rarely hear about revenue per click. Sure, yeah. I mean, Virginia, it's definitely, you know, when we're talking about ROI um, with, you know, and, and specifically with PPC, that's all we should be talking about is ROI. Um, the goal of every PPC account should really be uh, finding and identifying uh, this metric, um, you know, whether it's revenue per click or, uh, or margin per click. Uh, I mean, it's pretty simple um, in the beginning to identify it. I mean, basically, you take, you know, you take your revenue um, that you generate from each, you know, from each keyword or each ad group or whatever level you want to uh, measure it by uh, and divide it by the clicks that come from that uh, appropriate level. Um, so inherently, it, it sounds pretty simple, and it really is pretty simple. I mean, like you said, it sounds simple. This seems like a metric that I'm sure most PPC marketers are following, but it doesn't. it's not just delivered straight up by Google. Right, right, right. Yeah, it, it's or whatever. Definitely, it, you know, it's part of what makes it difficult. And I guess I'll start by saying that um, the one way Google does do it um, is if you know a lot of uh, you know with most PPC accounts, you should always have it. Um, you know, if you have an analytics account, um, which I definitely you know highly recommend. After all, it is free. Um, if the two are linked together, if you link your PPC account to your analytics account, uh, for e-commerce companies. Um, where they're making, you know, they're producing revenues right on the front end. Um, they do have that metric available um, if you have, you know, if you have e-commerce tracking set up with analytics. Um, so they do have that available. Um, but, you know, part of what makes this difficult, and we'll start by, I mean, just talking about e-commerce, um, it doesn't account for lifetime customer value. So, you know, if we're talking about, let's say, a company selling sunglasses, um, they might pay, you know, let's say they pay uh, $1,000 in a month for PPC. And let's say they uh, they generated a thousand clicks, um, so they paid a dollar click, had a thousand clicks, thousand dollars. And let's say from that they made two thousand dollars in that month. So their revenue per click was two dollars, and their cost per click was one dollar. So uh, I mean that that would be the data you would get from analytics. Um, but in actuality, uh, if we're talking about lifetime value, that same sunglass company may get. Um, you know, they may get uh, three or they may, they may get each each customer to come back three or four times that year. Um, those customers might come back for two or three or four years. Uh, and so, when you're looking at two thousand dollars as a revenue, that might be the front end revenue, but that really could be something like uh, fifteen or sixteen or, or thirty thousand dollars in revenue in lifetime value. Um, so it definitely doesn't account for that. And uh, you know, that's where um, you know additional steps need to be taken, um, whether it's with you know, some kind of internal tracking system or specifically with a CRM system uh, to keep track of your customer database. Um, and so it's not, you know, so that, uh, you know, the, the data is not getting attributed where it shouldn't. Um, you know, it goes into to lead generation as well. Um, you know, with lead generation, you can't do, um, when we're talking about Google Analytics, there is no front-end value. Um, you're not selling something on your site on that first visit. Uh, and so that's where having, you know, a CRM system that can, can manage all that is so important. Uh, you know, a lot of what our customers will do um, is they have, uh, they have it integrated with Salesforce. Um, a, lot of our, a lot of our clients will, uh, will use Salesforce as their CRM system, and they actually have an application that will track, that, that integrates um, the Google AdWords data. And so that will follow the actual lead through to the sale process. Um, and then based on how much, you know, that sale was worth, that'll attribute it back to the click. So you can actually get a true revenue per click 
um, in a lead generation setting, which you wouldn't get from you know from AdWords or analytics. Uh, again, comes down to lifetime value again. I mean, if there's if we're talking about the same company, uh, you know, let's say it's a, a company selling cars um, and they generate leads on their site, they sell a car. Uh, you know, let's say thirty percent of the, the leads they get, they end up selling a car to uh, you know to those potential customers. Um, that also doesn't follow it through to the end. Um, to to you know, what if they come back in five years and buy another car because they came from PPC in the first place? So so lifetime value definitely has to be um, factored in um, to the equation for revenue per click. But uh, I mean, armed with you know, armed with the knowledge uh, of knowing revenue per click um, and, and having empirical data behind it. Uh, you know precisely what you are making uh, with each click, and you really know you know what you can afford to spend per click, and uh, that's definitely a powerful thing to know because now you know where you need to be to be profitable and how your profit changes at you know at different positions or at different price levels. It's funny that inherently tied to revenue per click, one of the less talked about metrics of PPC is another hidden metric of PPC, lifetime customer value. Sure, absolutely. You know, not just talking about revenue per click, um, but with PPC in general, I can't state enough how important it is to to leverage your account for lifetime customer value because there's a lot of companies out there that are doing that. And uh, it's tough to remain competitive with them um, if, they're, if they're able to afford paying... Uh, you know, 50, 100% more per click than you are because you're just looking at, you know, the front end value and they're looking at what comes in six months down the line, one year, two years down the line. Um, they really can, you know, you can have several competitors come over the top and, and outbid you to the point where you're not even competitive in a PPC space, but you absolutely could be uh, competitive if you're really thinking about, um, you know, what's going to happen down the road um, with your customers as far as repeat business. So that's definitely something that, that I try to stress to um, to as many clients as possible is that, um, you know, it's important to not just look at not just look at what you're getting the front end, but what's going to happen in a lifetime with this because, um, you know, otherwise you'd be left in the dust by, you know, by your competition. Very cool. All right, so that's it for this week's show, all about PPC. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy. And if you have any internet marketing questions or if there's anything you want to hear more about from us, send an email to semsynergy at bruceclay.com. This is Virginia, along with Bruce, Jim, and everybody here at Bruce Clay. Come back next week for more industry info and experts. Go to semsynergy.com for more on this week's topics, and you can also follow us on Twitter at SEM Synergy. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.